0: There's a lot in the air heading into week 18. Today, we're getting into what the Chargers must do if they need the win and who should play if they don't.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons. But this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. It's a weird one going into this one, David. The Chargers will know their fate in the five seed in the AFC before their game kicks off on Sunday against the Broncos in a game where we don't know how much it'll matter. If the Chargers have to win, right? If the Ravens win earlier in the day, the Chargers will have to win for the five seed. If the Ravens lose, who's going to play for the Chargers? Because it wouldn't make sense to start all your starters in a meaningless game at that point. So we're going to get into that, but then also getting to, hey, there's a chance they do need this game and what they'll have to do offensively and defensively to get it done and then we'll make our predictions and some weird bold predictions this week considering we don't know who's going to be playing but David it starts with if the Chargers will need to play their starters in this one but today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered the season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts all right David well I want to talk about this show and tell you what the Chargers need to do to win this game because it is an important game if they need it we just don't know yet if they need it because right now We kind of know what happens with the Bills and Bengals game from earlier this week, right? And at this point, what we do know is that Cincinnati needs to win this weekend if they want to avoid a coin flip of having to potentially play in Baltimore in the playoffs. So Cincinnati should be starting their starters this week and going all out against the Baltimore Ravens, who will likely be without Lamar Jackson. So right when the news came out that that game was going to be before the Chargers game, the Chargers went from being a favorite in Denver to an underdog, which tells you that Vegas doesn't think and bet online doesn't think that the chargers are going to be playing their starters potentially in this game. So for me, it's a no question, no brainer, David, if the chargers don't need this game, I mean, Justin Herbert and their key starters
1: cannot take that field. I agree. I agree completely. And I know there are people out there that may disagree with us and say, Hey, you know, Justin Herbert and these starters need to go out there and they need to finish strong. They got to, you know, finish on that five game winning streak. No, no, Uh uh, Sorry, I don't agree with that because the most important thing is locking up that five seed. And if that's already done, the next important thing is making sure that all of your stars, all of the people that you want to have at 100% or as close to 100% as possible needs to be able to rest and be ready for when it is one and done time. It's do or die. And you want guys like Derwin James. You want guys like Khalil Mack. You want guys like Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, you want those guys available and at their freshest when it matters the most.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there could be guys with incentives in their contract if they play and things like that. There could be other things for these guys to play for, right? Maybe they lobby to play, and maybe the Chargers could go out and be like, hey, let's see a couple of drives on offense and see if we have things to work out. I mean, let's be honest. The Chargers do need to work some things out. I wouldn't be Totally surprised, but Brian Staley doesn't play his starters in the preseason, and that's what this game is almost like if the yeah. Chargers have no stakes attached to it. I mean, I don't think you can put Justin Herbert out there. I also, Corey Lindsey; that dude's not yeah. in the field for me. Yeah. right? I mean, Trey Pipkins, who's been battling in MCL Definitely and has not, been limited. Trey. There's no way I'm letting him in that game. right? There are going to be guys you have to play. There's just not enough players for you to sit every starter. And, and there's other exceptions, too, like Joey Bosa. If they want to put him out there, shake some of the rust off, yeah, he I needs get to that. Sure. I mean, I'm not starting Michael Davis or Asante Samuel Jr. Probably I'm putting just Taylor out there. I'm putting JT Woods out there, right? There's a lot of things I'm doing if I need to. I mean, if I know this game is in hand, if I know I cannot improve. If the Chargers can't gain anything, they can't afford to lose anything exactly. in this game. And, and that's basically where my stance is. But it's not a foregone conclusion, right? And we have to right. treat this show and the Chargers have to. You, you can't just flip a switch, right? And that's a dangerous thing about this game. These players can't get in their mind that they won't play and then have all of a sudden Sunday happen, Ravens pull off a miracle, and now you right. have to be like, uh-oh, we have to go out there, right? Yeah. So when we're looking at the offensive side things here, Dave, for the Chargers offense going up against a good Denver Broncos defense, where would you start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that you know you provided to me in our show notes you know, when I was getting ready for the crossover episode this week, and that's getting Mike Williams involved in the offense. If the Chargers yeah. need to win this game, The Chargers offense is at its best when Mike Williams is a focal point. When he's getting those seven catches in the game, the Chargers, every single time they've scored 30 points in a game this season, Mike Williams has went off. Six catches, 115 plus yards, pretty much every single time. So if the Chargers need to win, the best way to do that on offense is to get your best playmaker involved in the game plan early and often. And that's Mike Williams.
0: Yeah, I'm going to kind of disagree to an extent with you here because What I don't want to see is the Chargers just beating their head into a wall, trying to get Mike Williams the ball when he might have the toughest matchup, right? Because the other thing we talked about yesterday is that he could draw a lot of Patrick in the second, which is one of the lockdown corners in the NFL right now. Only six catches allowed over his last four games. Yeah. He had two catches for 17 yards in the first matchup. Mike Williams did. Josh Palmer had about 50 yards. It wasn't anything special, but they didn't have Keenan Allen. So for me, I think Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer, if they do need this game, are going to have to be the ones that step up and come through if the Mike Williams thing isn't working, right? Because those two guys are going to have the better matchups out of the three of them, right? If Mike Williams is getting a lot of Well, you got to
1: manufacture some matchups for Mike Will, too. I mean, you don't always want him to be one-on-one on on Sertan. If you can get him in the slot or move him around, use that motion – to get him into a more favorable situation you definitely need to do that of course you do but at the same time you also
0: can't just bank on this game offensively with mike williams going you know seven catches for 94 yards no, which for he's sure. done in not all sure. three of their 30 point games right and they right. might not score 30 in this one i think the other guys have to see you know if they really need it though as much as i don't want to see him on the field i mean austin Eckward's is the guy to go to right oh, talked about sure. it a little bit with sarah Bedinger yesterday Jarek mckinnon Against this Broncos team, 12 catches for 164 yards and four touchdowns in the two times these teams have matched up. Yeah, They are susceptible to running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. If the Chargers digress to or regress, I should say, to just an offense centered around dump-offs to Austin Eckler, it's not going to work that way. But if they can get things flowing, he has a great matchup. He needs two touchdowns to get to 20 touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. the first running back to do it since LT back in the day, which would be awesome, right? Only, you know, 2nd Chargers player, obviously, to do it. But he has it there, and obviously one thing we know is Asenekor is such a key part of this offense, right? So much of it runs through Asenekor. And it would be nice to see the Chargers potentially keep up some of the momentum they have in the running game coming off, you know, their second best rushing performance of the season.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's another big uh, thing that you can point to in, in all of the, you know, and most of the Chargers' big offensive performances is that they've had some really high quality production in the running game. I think it's re- something that really shows itself very well. You mean, you keep that time of possession. You're able to move the chains. The Chargers have ran the ball extremely well in the red zone. They've punched that in- into the uh, into the end zone for touchdowns. So that's yeah, seven something.
0: of nine in the last three games in the red zone. Now, I mean, it went from a problem, but I mean, they were you know three of three last week, two of four the week before, two of two the week before that. So I mean, it has been getting
1: better. Yeah. Yeah. Running the ball better and also just better play calling, getting better players involved in the red zone. And you see those results show themselves for the Chargers. Uh, Also, I want to see them set up some run uh, run running catch opportunities. I I really feel like that's something that, you know, the, the offenses that I've watched against the Denver Broncos defense have done and that has really shown itself to provide some good production. So, you know, they're going to play those two safeties. They're going to try to limit the explosive plays that Justin Herbert and the offense is going to have to produce. So you're going to have to be able to, you know, manufacture some of those run-after-catch opportunities and get some good yards. Of course, and the Chargers
0: only have so many guys that can do that. We've seen Mike Williams turn into that a little bit recently, and they seem more focused in getting him in those situations, and I like that a lot. But I do think the one thing where you're looking at this, Broncos defense right they've given up 112 points over the last three games yeah. right they're giving up just under 40 points a game over their last three games so as good as they've been I mean they've gotten torched they got torched by the Rams but put up 51 on the Broncos not yeah. dysfunctional game that Nathaniel Hackett got fired they, it, but last week you're like okay but they held Kansas City close right yeah and they've held a lot of teams close the reason that game was close last week is because Kansas City couldn't avoid the big mistakes. They had a misfield goal in that game. They had a red zone interception in that game. And they also had a punt return inside the 10-yard line that got fumbled or inside the 20-yard yeah. line. Like That's how you let bad teams stay with you. And that's my last key here for the Chargers offense. If they do need this game, the way you lose to a bad team, the way you lose to a team that's lost seven games in a row, is you make the big mistakes. And if the Chargers can avoid the big mistakes, I think they can get it done if they need to. But can they turn the switch on? That's another thing. It's hard to you know, kind of put yourself in the mindset of these players. They have to kind of attack it as if they're all going to play in this last week of the season. But we do have to get to the defensive side. Can Brandon Staley continue to own Russell Wilson? Because as long as Brandon Staley has been a big man in charge of either a defense or a team, he has really owned Russell Wilson. Can he keep it going either with the starters or the backups? Can the Chargers learn anything from their backups? If this game doesn't matter, I would say yes. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app and of course i'm talking about price picks price picks is easy right that's one of the best things about price picks it's so simple like literally you can go on so quickly you can be picking projections and trying to win that weekend and all you have to do with price picks is pick two to five players if they score more or less than their price picks projections you win you're talking about projecting players more than or less than rushing yards passing yards receiving yards the chargers aren't on there this week and i'm guessing that's telling you because the starters might not play in this one, right? But I will tell you one thing. I'm hoping for the more than on Derrick Henry's 22 carries against the Jaguars. That's for sure. King Henry, please show up for us this week. But that's the kind of thing you can use your projections, right? And that's what you're going on. You find the matchups that you like. And you can even win up to 10 times your money on your entry. And there's always safe and fast withdrawal. So download the Picks app or go to PriceFix.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. You put in $50, they'll get that $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code, Lockdown at and sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. Now it's time to get to the defensive side of things here. And let's, you know, play this, David, as if the Chargers need to get a win here in Denver in the last week of the season. And the Chargers aren't really, you know, foreign to those stakes. They had a much bigger game in week 18 last year, right? But this one could be very important because it could decide whether you're playing... The Bengals or the Bills, right? It could decide whether you're playing a really good team or another really good team in the Jaguars. But maybe the Titans can pull off a miracle with Derrick Henry. Maybe. Any given but Sunday. One of the things for me defensively that I want to key in here and my first key is whether or not Brandon Staley can continue to kind of own Russell Wilson and make Russell Wilson uncomfortable because the numbers since Brandon Staley has either been the Rams defensive coordinator or the Chargers head coach, he's pretty much owned him, right? Four games that he's played against him. In those four games, Russell Wilson's had four touchdowns and three interceptions, and that's in, you know, including a playoff game. And he's averaged just 208.8 passing yards per game in those ones, completing less than 55% of his passes when he goes up against a Brandon Staley defense. Can Brandon Staley do it again this week? Because in the last one, I mean, that Broncos offense wasn't clicking as much as they are now, but it was pretty, pretty bad.
1: Yes, it was. And one of the things that Russell Wilson and that offense, that Broncos offense, has kind of changed or pivoted to is, Russell Wilson running the football a little bit more as a ball carrier. So, that's one of the things that I need the Chargers defense to key in on is that they're probably going to be more designed rushes for Russell Wilson in an attempt to get that, you know, that running game and that offense moving a little bit more. He scored two rushing, rushing touchdowns last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, that's one thing that I think is going to be a part of the offense that's going to be here to stay for the Broncos. So, the Chargers need to be ready to defend against Russell Wilson as a running back.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he hasn't been running a ton more, but they were using him a lot in the red zone with those designed rushes, and he did get two touchdowns. In the first game against the Chargers, he did pick up a couple first downs. Running the football it was you know more successful there then he was throwing it for sure. But I do think it is a good test, especially for the perimeter of the Chargers defense to start getting better contained, right? And getting ready for some of these quarterbacks you might have to play in the playoffs who yep. will absolutely take off if they can break the pocket, right? I mean, Trevor Lawrence can do it. Patrick Mahomes can do it. Joe Burrow can even do it, right? Josh Pretty much can all those guys can, yeah. yeah, can be a threat. Yeah, Josh Allen is the biggest threat to do that, right? And, I mean, yeah. good luck stopping that dude when he's in the open field. But I do think in this game, yeah, you can get a little bit of that. I mean, Russell Wilson isn't the athlete that he once was. He's definitely been sapped of a little bit of that. Sure. But he, they've been using it. And, and I mean, it doesn't – I mean, what? He had four carries last week. So it's not like they're running him a ton or something along right. those lines. Yeah, but four like,
1: carries, 32 yards. Yeah.
0: Sure. But at the same time, like – 27 They're using outside. it. Yeah, I mean, but the game before that, he only had two carries and the game before yeah. that, he had four. So it's not like it's a huge part of it, but when he right. does, you have to be able to contain it, especially if it can mean the difference between a touchdown and a field goal. And this game yes. absolutely could be decided by that four-point margin, depending absolutely. on who's playing out there, right? And the you know, yeah. Broncos, like you said yesterday, More close games than anyone, more losses in close games than anyone in NFL history going for the wild solo record this weekend if they do it again. But I want to expand on something else you brought up in the crossover yesterday, which is just if the Chargers, can they kind of tweak some things? Can they work on some things and also be going for the win? I think the thing that is obvious there is the Chargers run defense, right? Yeah. This Broncos rushing attack I mean is whatever it's not good right but the Chargers have made not good rushing attacks look like great before all can season. they get guys better lined yeah. up right can they be yeah. more physical because I think they lack some physicality and Brandon Staley said as much last week right can they dial in the perimeter defense can they dial in getting all of their lanes filled correctly because we know this Chargers front has to stay connected in this defense if they want to limit the explosive runs last week they didn't ex- really limit the explosive runs, so maybe that's something they can work on a little bit in this game, and also something that'll be a huge key to them winning.
1: Yeah, I mean the the two running backs that they're going to be going up against in, in this one have very contrasting styles. L- Latavius Murray, I mean, there, there's th- this guy is, is, has been in the league seems like forever. I mean,
0: for real, it yeah. really
1: feels like it's been. I mean, I think it's been close to a decade that that he's been I mean, running the football for. Many different he NFL. He was on teams, the Raiders
0: so. for quite a while. I mean, we all, I think we all remember that. So, oh yeah,
1: definitely remember that. So, you know, he's more of a physical type runner in between the tackles. You know, he doesn't have a lot of burst, but Edmonds does. You know, he he does have some good speed. Drives so. me
0: nuts that that dude wears nineteen. That's such a yeah, weird it, number for a running back. It's a, it's really
1: back. a, a weird look, weird optic. But I mean, these guys, you know, smash and dash kind of combination. So that's what you're going to have to look for in that running game, and they're going to try to use it. I mean, they, they don't really throw down the football field a lot. I mean, when they do, it it seems like it doesn't work out, um, you know, as evidenced by the 10 interceptions uh, that uh, Russell Wilson has this season to only 13 touchdowns. So definitely not not his best, not his best situation there. But obviously, what do you want to do against any quarterback? That's heat him up. And then Russell Wilson has not got a lot of good protection the last couple of weeks. Especially last week, he got sacked four times and also threw an interception. So anytime you get pressure in that guy's face, and I want to see Joey Bosa get after him. I mean, I I mean, regardless if the Chargers need this game or not, Joey Bosa needs this work. And you know, I would like to see him get Russell Wilson on the ground in this one. It would be nice for him to get another sack and you know just kind of get that momentum, momentum. Excuse me, built up going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's been much better as far as the Chargers' pass rush recently. We all know that Kyle Noy sacking four straight games. Can he make it five in the season finale and really put a bow on his season, right? I mean, all four sacks that he has this year have come in consecutive games. And that's going to be good to see. And I do think, I mean, Russell Wilson, the protection hasn't been great and he just no. takes sacks too i mean yeah, let's be does. honest like he gets himself in trouble if you can make him hold on to that football a little bit which brain staley's defense has been able to do yeah he'll make some bad decisions i mean he got really lucky last week through another interception besides the one that counted but got called back because of defensive hands to the face so like yeah he will put the ball in peril if you heat him up and that's a great call but what i want to look at now david is what the chargers can gain from this game if they don't need to win, right? Because yeah. I think, obviously, the main guys, Kweil Mack gets a week off. Derwin James, especially coming back from concussion, he says he's 100%. doesn't matter. I don't need him to ramp up. He'll be good for the playoffs. I'm sitting him as well. Sebastian Joseph Day, throw him in there, right? There's, yeah. I have to say Drew Tranquil, too. I don't want to see Drew Tranquil Definitely. on that field. Yeah. If, if, you know, if they don't need him to, what can they gain from this? If it is more of an exhibition, if it is more about playing young guys, what will you be looking for?
1: Yeah, I mean, if if it's all about playing the young guys, I want to see them step up because, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. We know how catastrophic any type of these injuries could be to any starter. So the more work that they can get in in real time situations is going to be beneficial for them. Are they going to be able to stop their run? Are they going to be able to be in the right position? Are they going to be able to step up and be confident in their assignments, go out there and get their jobs done when they need to? All of those things is going to be extremely valuable because, hey, in the playoffs, you, you don't have time to think. If someone gets hurt, you got to go in there and get, go there and go do your job. So that's what, you know, this is going to be really, really valuable regardless if the Chargers need it or not because you want to make sure that everyone you're taking to battle, taking to war, is ready to go. So for me, it's about a few guys in particular. I want to see
0: more Jasir Taylor. That's a dude who, I mean, has just been playing with the starting defense at times, right? And getting out there with Bryce Callahan and Asante Samuel Jr. on the bench. That's somebody I'd like to see get some more reps. I'd like to see JT Woods, who they were actually playing at corner last week, get out there. Daniel Popper pointed that out. And I mean, that maybe you know, with his lack of tackling, maybe that's a good switch. It'd be nice to see him out there. Maybe even Dean Leonard get some reps. But that's what I think this is about. I mean, I think you want to get, and see what those guys and where they're at in this point of their development if they do need to go out there in the playoffs at some point, right? And And as a spiller
1: on offense, I would really love to see him get several carries in this one. We did not see him very much at all this season for various different reasons, but I would like to see him get you know 10 or 15 touches in this one, especially if the Chargers have this one locked up before – you know, the, you know, the game actually starts.
0: There's no reason that Isaiah Spiller shouldn't be getting carries in this game. I mean, there's really no reason he shouldn't have in the last game, but they yeah. decided to go with Larry Rountree again. I mean, they elevated Larry Rountree off the practice squad and made Isaiah Spiller and, active. But basically yeah. a healthy scratch, right? Instead brought in Larry Rountree who ended up getting, what, 10 carries for 15 yards at the end of that game. I really wish those 10 carries would have went to Isaiah Spiller, but yeah, Larry Rountree has at least showed some prowess on special teams. and I don't think Isaiah Spiller has so far and this is not a team that you know outside of this game can afford to test things out like last week they blew the team out so right it didn't end up seeing like that but yeah i'd love to see isaiah Spiller out there i do think we will see isaiah Spiller out there if they're able to kind of know before they have to put in the inactives during that you know before game before the game show comes up i mean they shouldn't absolutely have him out there i can't see a reason why he wouldn't be out there and the same for some of these other young guys but all my defensive guys besides joey Bosa, I'm probably sitting as many of them as I can, right? Even if I have to dress them for the game. But this is going to make for a very weird batch of bowl predictions, David, because we don't know if the Chargers are going to be playing their starters in this one, and we don't have any idea of what the score is going to be if the Chargers do not play their stars in this one. But we're going to take our best hack out and have some fun with our predictions and our game predictions coming up right after this. But i do need to tell you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball season. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at betonline. But right now, betonline has the Chargers as a two and a half point underdog. Last week, last time we actually did this read, the Chargers were a three point favorite. The betting line hasn't changed much. It's at 40 points now. It was 40 and a half earlier on in the week. But I think that tells you a lot. (laughs) When they're saying the Chargers are now underdogs in this game where they were pretty much favored to win and the last time we had this conversation. I mean, most people don't think the Chargers are going to have to play their starters in this one, and that's you know who the most LinkedIn people are telling you. So if you're going to bet on this, make sure you guys are keeping that in mind, especially for this Chargers game, who is going to play, and make sure you're keeping an eye on that Ravens-Bengals game before that. But BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info, so make sure you guys head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. David, let's get into some bowl predictions here. Let's start on the offensive side of things. I'm glad that you brought up somebody that I'm going to talk about, but I'll let you kick things off with the offensive bowl predictions because there's just no possible way that you have mine.
1: Yeah, I probably don't. Um, So one of the guys that is going to get some touches in this one, regardless uh, on what happens in this game, is going to be Josh Palmer. I think Josh Palmer is going to have a good game in this one. And I am honestly thinking that the Chargers are going to have that five seed already wrapped up. So I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. I'm going to go six catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown for Josh Palmer.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he had a, a good chance to step up in the first matchup when Mike Williams is pretty much getting taken away and he couldn't fully take advantage of it. So this is a good chance for a redemption for him yeah. and a good chance, you know, after seeing some of his snaps go down with the return of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to show that he's still making the progress that you wanted to see because he was really starting to trend in the right direction before these other two dudes came back. And now he's still kind of finding his ways, how he fits into that role as wide receiver three and how he can still make an impact there. For me, I'm going with Isaiah Spiller, someone that you brought up. I'm saying Isaiah Spiller does play in this game, and maybe it's a little bit modest here, but it would be basically everything he's done all season, more than he's done all season. So I'm saying Isaiah Spiller, 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown in this one. I'm hoping he gets a ton of carries. I think Josh Kelly probably gets some, whether or not the Chargers have it locked up or not, but I think if they do, I think Josh Kelly is going to be on a big snap count. I don't think that Austin Eckler is going to play in this game at all, and I think you're going to see maybe Larry Roundtree and Isaiah Spiller in this one especially if they just need kind of bodies to go out there. And I think Isaiah Spiller has a chance to make the most of it in this game. And he didn't, yeah, this is the last chance he's going to get. Cause I don't think I that you'd sniff in the field during the playoffs. Unless he can yeah, something not. pretty impressive in week 18, but yeah. let's go to the defensive side of things here, David, where things could get even weirder. Where are you going with your defensive ball prediction this week?
1: Yeah. So another guy that I know is going to play out there because he needs to play, you know, he has not played in a, in a long time. He's still knocking off the rust. Uh, My bold prediction on defense is going for Joey Bosa. I'm sure you already figured that out, but I think Joey Bosa is going to get that sack that uh, he actually got pretty close to in the last game. We now know that he was fighting food poisoning before this, uh, this game and still went out there. And honestly, I thought he had several rushes where he looked pretty darn good and he was getting pretty close to the quarterback and just what he allows this defense to do, how much more multiple it can be, you know, the, the just different packages that you can create, the NASCAR packages, having them, you know, Mac and Bosa rushing side by side. There's so many different things that they can do to get creative, to get after the quarterback. And I think Joey Bosa is going to get back in that sack column. I think he's going to bring down Russell Wilson in this game. That's my bold prediction.
0: I like that. I was going to add that on to mine, actually. It'd be nice to see some more Chris Rump, too. I think we see a heavy dose of Chris Rump in this game if the game doesn't matter. And He should have had two sacks in the last game. Got Absolutely. one and then ended up really giving Morgan Fox a free sack because he he got yeah. there pretty close. But I'd like to see more of him. That's not where I'm going for my offensive or defensive ball prediction this week. I'm going to say the Chargers do end up starting their backups, like you're saying. I think they still find a way to turn Russell Wilson over twice anyways. I have Jasir Taylor getting a forced fumble because, I mean, that still. dude is always ripping out for it, and I think he's going to get a ton of snaps in this game. And I have a JT Woods interception. I mean, I think that would be a great sign for a young dude who yes. can't tackle to get out there, you know. i love that. Find a way to make an back. I mean, he did actually have a couple of nice tackles in that last game. I mean, it yeah. came in garbage time, you know, but that's going to be the biggest thing for him in, in, in finding a way to make it in this league. Yeah. You're hoping to get more production from a third round pick, obviously, you know, sure. but you'll take any kind of small signs at this point, any signs of improvement. I think you would take in the last game of the season. Hopefully we see a bunch of him, even if it's frustrating, because you just need to kind of find out where he is at this point in his career. Yeah, because Nazir Andrew is, a, a, you know, a free agent next year. So it, it's right. hard because you really have no idea what his potential replacement can do at the NFL field at this point. And that hasn't gotten any clearer. So you gave your game prediction yesterday, David, you picked the Chargers to win in this one. Obviously, assuming you know the Chargers needed to do it, I don't think you had Chase Daniel necessarily going out there and getting a win. What is the score if the Chargers don't need their starters? Is there any chance that Chase Daniel can pull it off, or is it just going to be a totally ugly preseason-like game where the Chargers maybe put up ten points?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, if the the five seeds already decided and the Chargers got that locked up, and Chase Daniels your starting quarterback. I don't feel great about it. And it's just based <laughs> off of all of the opportunities that we have seen him play quarterback for the Chargers this year. Has it's not be like twenty
0: wide receiver great. screens to DeAndre Carter and you know yeah, twenty. A lot of handoffs. Yeah. He's, like he's like the get fourth a, quarter of the last game.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's gonna get a lot of practice handing the ball off. So <laughs> um in, in that situation, I, I do think the, the the Broncos are probably gonna take the victory on that one. I'm yeah. gonna go with a thirty-one to twenty victory for the Broncos if the Chargers are, are not playing their starters.
0: I mean you yeah, have the Chargers hanging in tough but yeah they, uh, Justin Herbert's the guy right so like anytime he's not out there I was actually impressed that they you know got a few first downs last week with Chase Daniel in there yeah. running the offense with Larry Rancher in there I mean they still yeah. had Keenan Allen Mike Williams for some of that right still had the starting offensive line for the most part in there so that helps but I'm going to base this off the Chargers needing this game because you already made your prediction there. Because right. what I worry about in this game is there's got to be something in the back of Keenan Allen's mind that says, hey, I might not have to play this week. And Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Derwin James. you are You can't let that get to you, right? You're a professional. You have to say all the right things. But that's a weird spot to be in when you're so closely watching that other game and you don't know if this game's going to be important or not in the week leading up to it. The Chargers haven't practiced a lot this week. What worries me is the Chargers all of a sudden do need the game and might struggle to turn that switch on, might struggle to get out to a fast start against a team that was competitive last week against the Chiefs. That worries me a little bit. I still think the Broncos are bad enough where I think the Chargers still get it done anyways. I have the Chargers winning 27-21 to if they need the game. I don't see how the Ravens pull that off. I mean, the Bengals have a reason to want to win that game. And it would be a really bad upset against the Bengals, you know, if they were to let that one slip. So it's probably a third string
1: quarterback going out there against Joe Burrow and that offense. I'm sorry. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and Lamar Jackson's almost for sure not playing. So like that, if, if that dude's not out there, I mean, that, that dude, he always has a chance. He's an MVP if he's not out there and the Bengals are playing everybody and have pretty much all their receivers healthy and a lot of their offense healthy, I mean, I think the, the Bengals pull it out. And I think the Chargers can get a free bye week, and it's something they can't afford to lose. Because, I mean, look at the last game against Jacksonville the Chargers played. Justin Herbert was not there. They lost Bosa yeah. and Rashawn Slater in that game, right? It was terrible. You cannot yeah. ha- take any chance that Justin Herbert, who almost hurt his shoulder last week, could go out there and nick up anything. That Corey yeah. Lindsay can go out there and, you know, aggravate some tendonitis in his knee that Trey Pipkins can go out there and resprain his knee. There's just no point. The Chargers can't take any chances in this last game. If they're the NFL gods are giving you a week less of attrition for someone like Austin Eckler and take his beat up running back body, you take it and you run and you prepare for whoever that next game is going to be. I mean, rest versus rest, I get it. The Chargers don't need momentum as much as they need to make sure they're healthy because we've seen how much of a difference it makes when their stars are out there and when they're not. And the Chargers need everybody on deck because no matter who they get in the playoffs, they're going to get a hot team unless, you know, the Titans miraculously pulled this one out in Week 18. And they'll already know that, right? They'll know who they're going to play by the time they kick off against the Broncos on Sunday. Doesn't thrill me for the Chargers to go 2-4 and inside the division, which is what it is if they end up losing this game, but... You know, it is what it is. Some things are more important. It's all speed ahead to the playoffs. Maybe you get someone like Rashawn Slater back for it. And maybe you're a team, right, that can actually make some noise once you get there. And that's really, really exciting. It's going to be exciting either way. And make sure you guys are back here for the post game show. Whether the game counts or not, whether it matters or not, we'll be here with the post game show on Sunday after the game. Get a little look ahead at who the Chargers are going to play in the playoffs. So make sure you get our fresh reactions there by subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. We always go live after the games. You can also find the post game shows later on on any podcast site wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you are following there so you can always get the show. And if you don't have that, you can always find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. Dave Drogmeyer posts the show every day at SD, and you can find the show's page at L Y C also posted on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page and at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights for everything you love in the national spotlight with the daily conversations from the best local experts around the NFL so you can keep up with everything going on. It's an exciting time, David. The Chargers could have this 5C locked up by the time they kick off. We're talking about playoff football, meaningful football in January for the Chargers, and then we'll The next time you see us, we'll be fully ramping up to the Chargers' first playoff game since 2018. That's pretty exciting. So make sure you guys don't miss it. We'll talk to you guys then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.